Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today, we are thrilled to have our first superintendent as a guest, Dr. Rick Robbins, superintendent of the Canyon School District. Welcome to the podcast, Rick. Hey, Hutch. Glad to be here today. Excited to visit with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Why don't we have you start by sharing a few minutes with our audience here in Utah nationally, where you grew up, uh, your first job, where you went to college, all that type of thing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a Utah boy. Grew up in Scipio, a Utah small town a kid. Went to Millard High School, a proud alum, uh, 1991, and uh, uh, enjoyed my time there. My dad uh, was a longtime high school uh, football coach and baseball coach there at Millard High. So, um, you know, got to be around him and, and experience uh, education that way as a, as a small child and just really looked up to my dad. My dad's always been my hero as a teacher and coach. And, you know, I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. And fortunately, for, fortunately for me, I was very blessed uh, as a, a student athlete and so um, through high school, I was a three-sport athlete, um, had a great experience uh, playing football, basketball, and baseball. And I still, to this day, advocate uh, for multi-sport kids. I, I think that's uh, very important, you know, to, uh, for a student to really, student athlete to really have a well-balanced experience. So I uh, graduated from Millard High, was, was recruited to play uh, basketball uh, and football at lots of different uh, colleges and, and universities. Ultimately, I settled on playing football at Southern Utah University. Um, and so I went to Cedar City uh, on a football scholarship and uh, I redshirted my first year at SUU. And then uh, in the uh, spring of 1992, I became the starting quarterback and won the job and never looked back from there. It was an interesting time. Uh, SUU was transitioning from division two to division one. And so I got to experience uh, all of that, um, which I'm, I'm so proud of the program now. They're moved to the big sky and now onto the uh, WAC uh, conference. Uh, was a four year starter. And by the time I, I left uh, school, uh, held virtually all of their uh, total offense and passing uh, records in school history. So I look back on that with great fondness. I was a captain uh, three years at SUU and uh, went wire to wire, started all 44 uh, straight games over those uh, four years. Uh, from there, uh, wanted to get into coaching and teaching and, and get into education, like kind of follow the footsteps of my dad. So I became a, a teacher and coach and married uh, Heidi Cowan, who was a basketball player at SUU at the time. And so uh, she was also going into education. So we, you know, that was kind of our passion and what we decided to do 
um, over my, my teaching career. I've been now in education 26 years. Uh, I was a head football coach and head basketball coach for girls basketball for a while, uh, taught in Jordan School District, uh, Alpine School District, uh, Nebo School District, and then uh, Juab School District. So I'm kind of one of those rare breeds that's been involved in both rural and urban uh, schools. And uh, the last uh, uh, previous uh, superintendent job I had, I, I was a superintendent in uh, Juab School District. Before that, I, I'd been a high school principal for, for many years. And then the last two years, I've served as superintendent here in Canyon School District. So it's been quite a ride. Uh, we have four beautiful kids. Uh, all of our kids have been uh, athletes and love school and uh, have competed at the the college level. So, you know, we're very proud of them too. That's awesome. So many follow-up questions. Let me just begin with a, a couple. Scipio, for those who don't know, and of course outside Utah, they wouldn't, but I, Scipio is always the halfway distance between uh, Yuba and Holden for me. And I say Holden because that's where my uh, father's family's from. He grew up in Holden and uh, obviously his, his dad left uh, later on, but that's, I've actually stayed at the, the hotel there at the uh, right there by the exit. I'm not sure what it's called. Like uh, it's not a holiday inn, but it's not a bad place to stay. So <laughs> yeah, great, great town. And uh, you know, kind of the claim to fame in Scipio, if people aren't aware, it's, it's one of the only, dry towns left in the state of Utah. So uh, just a fun fact there for everybody. Uh, one of the few towns that you you still cannot uh, buy uh, alcoholic beverage in. So, so uh, yeah, Scipio uh, is a, a longtime uh, conservative uh, LDS uh, stronghold. So they, they still have that as a city ordinance. Okay. And so your, your dad coached football at, uh, at Miller then? Yeah, so my dad was a longtime 40-year-plus uh, educator and coached at Millard High. Uh, he was there kind of during the, the heyday with Lou uh, Monson um, in the early 80s when uh, Millard established the wishbone uh, offense, and they, they were very cutting edge and ahead of their time. Um, and, you know, Millard being a smaller high school, they wanted to establish, you know, a toughness and, and kind of bring back the the toughness and uh, the uh, culture that was established years ago when Taft Watts was the head coach. And many people mm -hmm. remember those days, Millard had a run of many state championships. And so uh, Lou Munson came in as the head coach and I think is still one of the winningest coaches in Utah uh, high school history. And he brought my dad along uh, as the offensive uh, line coach uh, and uh they, they kind of reestablished that mentality at Millard and that tradition. And then uh, by the time I came along, uh, we, we, you know, it was a well-oiled machine and uh, we won one state championship while I was in high school and played for another. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we were way ahead of our time uh, running spread option, much like Air Force is today. Uh, Millard was running that same uh, flex bone uh, offense uh, in the late 80s. So, you know, I, I got to run that system and had a great time. And so I understand that, and you may not have known this, but I spent the last, well, it was a couple of years ago, but I spent four years coaching the professional women's football team, uh, the Utah Falcons, which ran the exact same offense. And I don't need to tell you part of the reason we ran it, possibly the reason is 
people have such a hard time defending it. As you well know, you can, it's assignment football on defense and you can do it right nine times, but on that 10th, you miss somebody. And the next thing you know, you're gone for a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm a real disciple of, of option football. And I, I remember uh, our head coach, by the time I got to high school, Dennis Aldridge was our head coach and he later became principal at Millard high. Mm-hmm. But uh, our, our philosophy was uh, we'll run the triple option on the one yard c- coming out and we'll run the triple option on the one yard going in. And it didn't matter, as you said, you know, we, we weren't so concerned about what the defense was going to do to us. We were more concerned about what we're going to do to you. <laughs> so no. we had great success with it. That's exactly right. And so how did you go from a mostly run I'm sure you threw a little bit, but then obviously you became a prolific uh, thrower, obviously, yeah. four years at SUU. Well, I, I was told my dad, I felt like I, w- I was a little uh, underappreciated as a passer in high school. Um, all, you know, I rushed for a thousand yards and passed for a thousand yards uh, all three years in high school. And I, I kind of always, you know, uh, kid, you know, teased him a little bit about that. Like, Hey, you, you had a, you know, you had a college level passer on the team, but you didn't, you didn't utilize those skills much. And so mm-hmm. when I got to college, uh, you know, I, I was always much bigger, right? I mean, even in high school, I, yeah. I was about six, three, 200 plus pounds. And so I, you know, I could throw and run. I was pro- probably in terms today, more of a dual threat, you know, type of uh, quarterback. So when I got to college and they, they started to utilize my, my passing skills, you know, more often, uh, it, it was great. I, I, my learning curve was so steep though. And, and I, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I, I threw the ball to the other team just as much as I threw it to our team, I think. So, um, but, uh, but it was fun. Right. And we got to, got to air it out and throw the ball around the field. And I ended up uh, playing for some great offensive coordinators. Uh, Wayne McQuivy, uh, was one for, and he mm-hmm. came University of Utah, you may remember him, coached at high. I do remember him. Uh-huh. And then uh, I finished with Bart Andrus, who uh, ended up uh, coaching with the Tennessee Titans and was actually the quarterback coach with Steve McNair when they had their Super Bowl run and lost to the Rams. So um, I've, I've just, I've been so fortunate to be influenced by some great, great coaches along the way. And so the last follow-up with football, um, Seeing as it's the semifinals this week, obviously this is going to air uh, probably a month from now, so it'll be history by the time people hear it. But there's a school in your district that uh, is quite pro- uh, prolific, if that's a, the right word, at passing. And so how do, how do you now, being out of the sport for so many years and, and being the superintendent of a school that's, well, up until a couple of weeks ago, had won 48 straight, which should never happen nobody wins 48 in a row but your thoughts on corner canyon well i i think it starts with their leadership and as you know uh, you're very close to coach care yourself i i have so much admiration and respect for him uh, he sets the tone um you know you will not find a, a better coach uh than coach care and as i've been in the district for a couple of years and got to know him and be around the program and, and the coaches there at Corner Canyon, uh, they they are dedicated to all the right things and they support their their students and athletes in that order. And uh, it's just been 
amazing to see their run. And you're right. I mean, to win 48 straight at this level, at the highest level uh, in high school football uh, is it's simply amazing. And I, I just tip my cap uh, to him. I mean, I, I don't see a coach that loves their players more, that expects more from their players, that does more uh, than he does. And, and you see that culture uh, just, you know, really, uh, it, it, just, it, it just comes from the program and it, and it, and it moves outward and it kind of proliferates through, you know, the school and the community, and it's just super exciting. And I'm, man, I'm, I'm their biggest fan. I've, I have thoroughly enjoyed, you know, going to their games and, and getting to know coach and his players and, and, you know, their families. I mean, I'm, I'm more than thrilled for them and, you know, excited. They'll continue, you know, doing what they're doing. And it, it really, you know, I think a lot of people talk about the record and winning and everything, but, you know, when you get right down to it, I, I don't hear the coaches and people within the program talk, you know, much about that. They're so focused on preparation and getting their players ready for what's next. As you know, um, there's nobody better than they are. And that's, you know, that the, the results take care of themselves because of the level of preparation and the care and the relationships that they that they put into it so it's that's exciting a great, that's a great comment so thanks for giving it that uh, that slant on it because i i think that's right on the money let's talk for a minute you've obviously mentioned your father but there's certainly been some other mentors in your life that have had effect on you yeah you know i i think back hutch about all of the great uh teachers and coaches you know in my life uh, starting in high school um, you know, I, I had, uh, as I mentioned, Dennis Aldridge uh, was our uh, uh, football coach. I had a high school coach named Dennis Moore. Um, I had a high school coach, uh, basketball coach, Terry Schellenberger, uh, that coached in Utah Valley for many years. Um, you know, these, these men and their influence on my life uh, more as a, as a man and as a human being than uh, on the athletic side is something that, that I you know, I think about every day and they're, they're in uh, later in life and, and in college as well. Uh, Jack Bishop was our, was our head coach at Southern Utah University uh, during that, mm -hmm. that time. And, um, you know, he gave me a chance. He, he was probably the first coach that, you know, even though I was at a small high school, uh, gave me that opportunity. And I, I think that's important um, for young kids that might be listening or parents that are listening is that, Remember, you only need one coach to believe in you. you. You only need that one person to give you that opportunity. And, and then, you know, the rest is up to you. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's on us as coaches and mentors to, to, you know, see that potential in our student athletes and provide those same opportunities. So those are just a few people that have come to mind professionally. I've had many, many mentors and people along the way that have, have influenced me and all of them, you know, have made me the leader that I am today. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Let's, let's revisit your uh, journey. I was trying to count them and lost track at the first. So how many different schools were you either a coach or a teacher at or an administrator before you became the superintendent? Re rehash that journey for us. 
Yeah, I so I started out uh, as a, a coach and teacher in Jordan School District at Copper Hills uh, High School. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked with uh, Coach Ron Halbert, uh, who was our head coach at Copper Hills at the time, who's now the head coach at, yep. at West Jordan High. And I know have, Ron real well. Yeah, having great success, and uh, uh, I I still very fond of Coach Halbert to this day, and you know I think about those memories often about that opportunity. So I, I went from Copper Hills to Payson High School, where I was head football coach uh, with, for the Lions for four years and had a great run there as, as head football coach. I was also a history department chair at Payson High School um, during that time. And then I made the decision to leave Payson High School and I went to Lone Peak High School and I was able to work with uh, Monty Morgan was our head coach there. Uh, many of you know uh, Mon mm -hmm. uh, won some state championships at at, at Lone Peak, and uh, we got close while I was there. We lost in the the semifinals to Logan uh, to that great uh, Riley Nelson team that yeah. was at Logan and Coach Favaro. Uh, boy, they they were tough to stop. They throw the ball around the field, and Riley just made too many plays on us, but. Um, but I had a great experience there. Uh, I got to work with uh, Coach Cuff. Ryan Cuff was an assistant coach or head coach of the boys' basketball team at the time mm -hmm. at Long Peak. So, uh, I, and he and I competed against each other in high school at Millard and Richfield. So, uh, we had the opportunity to work together at least for a year. Um, and then I left uh, Long Peak High, was an assistant principal at Lake Ridge Junior High. Uh, in uh, Alpine School District, and I worked with uh, Jim McCoy, was our principal, great mentor and friend uh, to this day. Uh, and then uh, I was there for a couple of years, and I bounced to Lehigh High School uh, as a, as an assistant principal under Sheldon Worthington, and mm -hmm. had a great experience there. And then uh, I was invited to come back to Nebo School District as an assistant principal at uh, Springville Junior. And that's where I got to work with Everett Kelly Polo. And uh, many of you know, uh, sure. Coach Kelly Polo and I go back, uh, we were head to head rival coaches when I was at Pace and he was at Spanish Fork High. So we, we had some, some battles uh, as head coaches at rival schools. And then I had the opportunity to work with him. And I, I learned so much from him as a leader and a friend about relationships and you know, what our purpose is and how, how we should carry on as professionals and treat each other. Uh, and then I went to Springville High as an assistant principal for a short time and became principal at Springville High uh, under, uh, in the split with Salem uh, and Maple Mountain. And so okay. I stayed at Springville High as principal and our principal went to uh, Salem High. And so I was principal there, I believe, three years at Springville High had probably uh, a, a note there that uh, people will remember as I was the principal at the time that hired Scott Mitchell as our head football coach. So mm -hmm. uh, Scott had uh, recently retired from the NFL and uh, I had brought uh, Scott back to be our head football coach and he did a fantastic job. Our athletic director was Kathy Jarvis. Many of you listening, you know, Kathy, uh, sure. Kathy. Uh, just a legend in the athletic administration world. And so had a great uh, run there as, as principal and then uh, went to Juab High as principal um, following my time at Springville. 
um, and was principal there for four years and had a, a, a great uh, run there. Had the opportunity to hire Ron Morelli as our athletic director, who's still uh, AD there. And I attribute much of our success there. Um, we made two hires that I believe you know, really uh, turn the corner for GUAB uh, in our culture and the direction that we were heading. One was uh, Ron Morelli as our athletic director, and we also hired Mike Bowering as our assistant principal, and both have uh, gone on to do amazing uh, work uh, there. So, um, and then in 2013, I was made superintendent in GUAB school district and served as superintendent for seven years uh, until 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, came on as superintendent in Canyon. So I've, I've kind of been that super, the, the COVID superintendent in Canyon sense, but that, that's kind of been the career path there. <laughs> so explain how, I mean, obviously you've, you've accomplished so much, obviously athletically and academically. You've got a nice job, you're the superintendent in GWEB, and so what was the, the pull to, uh, to, to get to, to go to a bigger district? Well, I guess you interviewed before the COVID hit. So that's kind of. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I had always kind of had the, the idea and the design to, you know, come back uh, to Salt Lake County. Um, this is where, you know, I, I began my career and um, I'm one of those people that, you know, I, I don't like to get complacent and, and kind of get stuck in, in one place. I've, I loved you. We still live there. We still live in Nephi. Uh, I'm very fond of, of the community and the kids and everything that uh, Juab School District stands for. And I, I hope I played a small part in helping to build the culture that exists there now uh, in their, in, in their uh, schools. Um, but, um, you know, I'm one of those people that I, I believe other people need a turn. And when you've done what you can do and you've moved that needle as far as it can go, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in just continuing to spin my wheels. And sometimes it's, it's time to look for a new challenge. And like I said, I'd always kind of had the idea about coming back to Salt Lake County to finish my career and, and take on this challenge and um you know i i think we all have purpose and where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing and canyon school district for me is is where i'm supposed to be and where i plan on finishing my career so that's I'm excellent grateful that's, to be here it gives you a different slant because uh, obviously you and i are quite different in that because i'm looking at my paper here i can see at least seven or eight maybe nine different schools yeah. and as you know, I I went to uh, Jordan in in the fall of '79. Stayed there for well parts of five decades. Was athletic director for thirty. But I, you know, people are wired differently. I guess is what I'm saying because yeah. I I really thought that I made a difference there. And uh, of course, while well, it was while I was at Jordan and had some great support from my principals that allowed me to do some work with the UIAAA. Yeah. I think it, it just comes down to personal choice. And, you know, I, sure. I, and Hutch, I, I certainly respect, you know, what you've accomplished and, and I, I don't take away anything from people that decide to stay at one place. There is a lot to be said that's positive about consistency, you know, and, and loyalty. And, and I fully 
you know, accept that criticism when people question, you know, like, you know, why have you changed as often as, as you have, have changed? And, you know, for me, that's just kind of been the, the journey and, and one that, um, you know, has, has worked out, uh, you know, for me and my family in the, in the best way. But, but I, I have so much respect, All, everybody that's listening, anybody that's involved in athletic administration or in education, especially uh, today, you know, now more than ever, we, we need each other. We need each other's stories and support and respect and love because uh, we're in a very unprecedented time. So. Absolutely. And I, so I certainly didn't mean to suggest that I, my point was just that people, just like you said, people are different. I, I found my dream job and yeah. they came after me and they said, well, yeah, you should get a, to administration. I said, I'm in administration. Well, no, you should go be an assistant principal. And I said, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. <laughs> you make the wrong, you make the wrong person mad. You could be a career assistant principal. I said, I got a great job. I get to, uh, yeah. you know, I would, I still taught part of the time. I get to be with the kids. I get to be at the games. Yeah. I know there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it that some days you wish you didn't have, but um, yeah, I just think it's a great accomplishment. So talk about now, uh, the job of principal or superintendent today and how it's changed for you and how it's changed for athletic directors since you first became a principal. And that's gotta be what, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, I, I think the difference is for me is that um, leadership today requires our principals, our ADs, superintendents to be very, very dynamic uh, individuals. And I, I think you know, when I started out, I, I kind of had, you know, the, the view and perspective that, that this job in administration was much more about management. Um, and now uh, it's, it, you know, it's much more uh, about, you know, a host of, of things. And, and it's, it's not so much transactional anymore, but it, it requires you to be, you know, really um, wearing many, many hats. And mm -hmm. I think, I think it starts with, uh, relationships. Um, uh, you know, I, I look back and think about the visibility of our job as leaders, uh, in today's environment versus 20 years ago. I mean, it really, you know, when you look at it, the level of transparency, whether it's social media or television, I mean, just about all of our high school games are televised or streamed live today. Just sure. about every, you know, every high school roster, no matter what the team is, is not only on the web, but you can follow, you know, in real time stats uh, on players and coaches. And so just the level of scrutiny and the level of transparency that exists uh, in today's environment really requires uh, a different level of leadership to be able to you know operate in that environment and and meet the needs of so many uh, diverse and different uh, students and their perspectives and their families i i just i just tip my cap um you know it, it requires a a leader that has a skill set in many different ways unlike you know maybe uh, it was in, in years past and some not, uh, for all, you know, uh, positive purposes. I, I, I've never seen, 
um, you know, the level of scrutiny uh, in a negative way either. I mean, uh, you know, I think what our high school coaches face is very similar to what college coaches face. I mean, social media and these message boards and people being able to, you know, virtually say, you know, and do what they want, um, you know, behind a screen is, can be very problematic. And, you know, and, and I think we, we're still talking about young kids. We're still talking about high school kids. We mm. need to remember that. Um, but we've taken this to a whole nother uh, level. Some, you know, in some ways it's been very positive, but in others, uh, not so much. So, so I think, you know, today's leaders really, uh, you know, they, they have to process a lot of different aspects of, of their job. And I, I tip my cap to them. Very well said. Let me, let me take you down this road. I know what the answer is going to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll do some shameless self-promotion. Uh, as the superintendent of, of Canyons, you're very supportive of athletic directors. You're supportive of our association and you're supportive of the upcoming legislation that we're pushing to have everyone certified for just uh, give your thoughts. I know you mentioned briefly earlier Ron Morelli when you were at UA, but the athletic director job in general and what some people in the community and even some principals and superintendents don't understand how valuable that is. Well, let, let's start with, you know, thinking about just how important the role of the athletic director is. And I've said this many, many times, uh, our athletic and activities uh, that exist in our high schools, in my opinion, really are the front porch of not only our high schools, but our districts. And when you think about uh, the level of transparency and the attention uh, that it draws, um, you know, that's, that's what we, that's the environment we work in. Many of the issues that we deal with on a daily basis um, for good or for bad are centered in those programs. And so, you know, the rationale in my thinking has always been uh, behind a, a great AD that is dedicated to the vision and the outcomes that we want for students uh, is paramount. You know, we, we know how important academics are. Nobody, nobody disagrees that, you know, students being college ready academically is important, but in this day and age, uh, the soft skills or the, the aptitudes and dispositions that we expect from our kids, grit, hard work, perseverance, empathy, teamwork, sacrifice, you know, for the most part, those skills are learned uh, in these activities and on, in these athletic teams. And, and we know how important that is. And so uh, for me to have a certified athletic director that can deal with that, it does a couple of things. One, you know, on the compliance side of this as a superintendent, it provides tremendous liability protection against many of these issues that uh, we're talking about. And if you don't think that those issues uh, are, are here, it's just a matter of time when it's your turn that you're going to deal with, you know, a lawsuit or an incident that, that requires, uh, you know, an AD that's highly skilled that understands how to deal with this. Um, and secondly, uh, it, to me, it's, it's about hiring and retaining the very best people. Um, over the years, we've seen, and, and I've heard 
uh, Rich Barton talked to this, we've seen more and more of our teachers um, move away from the coaching ranks because of these different pressures. And that can be, you know, whether they have a lack of training or, you know, they, they, they don't have the passion for it anymore. That starts with leadership. That starts with the principal and athletic director to set the tone and the vision and the culture uh, for what those expectations are. And so I just, I, I appreciate uh, UIAAA coming forward with this legislation. And I, I think, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And I'm asking for my fellow superintendents to support this. It's very, you know, low cost, but, you know, I, the benefit that I see and the, and the future that's on the line uh, for Utah high school activities. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer, and I, I hope I can help champion this cause because you know our athletic directors are the core of our activities and, and our athletic uh, associations in the state of Utah. And I I personally and professionally want to see you know our very best uh, one come into the profession and want to be athletic directors, and two, I want them to stay as athletic directors. Thank you. So very well said. So we appreciate that, and we appreciate certainly all the help you've given us so far and that you will give us in the future. Let me ask you this, and this answer would be different 25 years ago when you were an assistant or even when you were coaching, but now as a superintendent of one of the largest districts in Utah, what's the favorite part of your job? It's always the people. You know, it, it's it's getting to work with amazing people and to see our students succeed. Uh, you know, we talked <clears throat> we talked a little bit about uh, you know Coach uh, Care at, at Corner Canyon and and getting to know him. I I try to get out into our schools and get to know our teachers. Many uh, coaches in the district. Uh, coach Dan Lunt down at Corner Canyon. He's a coach sure. that I I actually coached with Dan as sure. his at Pace and High. You know, so I'm, I'm just, I'm very fond of, of this work. And, you know, my dad was a 40 year plus coach. I, I just, I know the value and that it brings to our kids and I'm a product of that. And I think about that daily and, and I know, you know, as a community and as a state and as a society, we all recognize that value and we want to hold on to those principles that we're, we're teaching our kids um, but we're kind of at a crossroads, you know, uh, public ed is, has been under attack in recent years and people, you know, uh, see things differently. And I, I respect, you know, those opinions, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I want our state to grow uh, great people and great leaders. And so for me, you know, that, that's the joy in this work. I, I hope I can contribute to that in some small way by building these relationships and, and, you know, uh, seeing through those principles and values that we care about the most. So I, this last weekend, I got to attend the uh, Red Rock State uh, marching band competitions and, you know, to see our kids uh, from Alta and Brighton out there competing, uh, you know, at, at uh, Zion Stadium in, in St. George was a thrill. Uh, you know, so I, I really don't care. I, I love to just see our kids compete academically in the classroom and on the field. That, that's what it's all about. So that's probably the best part of my job. Well said. Thank you. Let, let me wrap it up with a, a couple of final questions. The first being, 
as a superintendent now, with all of the experience you've had coming up, including coaching, if you had two suggestions for a brand new athletic administrator, and by new, I mean one to four years, if you had two suggestions that they would absolutely do these two things to help you to be successful, what would those two things be? Uh, I, I, you know, for me, two things that I focus on, even to this day as a, a superintendent, uh, number one is, uh, you know, center yourself on relationships. Um, never lose sight of where you came from and, and what your roots are. Uh, I, I think it's very easy to get caught up all of the hype or, or, you know, whatever aspect of the job um, is, but I think ground yourself uh, in relationships. And secondly, uh, I would recommend never stop learning, you know, um, never stop pushing yourself, whether it's certification or it's professional development or, you know, it's learning from others. I, one of the things that, that I admire about the athletic community. And I always have, and I've always wondered why we don't transition this philosophy and culture into the academic world. And that is, we know as coaches, you know, the best idea, the best play, the best defense, the best organizational structure is a one call away, whether you're an AD or you're a head coach, you know, we steal ideas from each other all the time. And, and, and we, we, you know, we love that about this, this profession is that we share and we, you know, thinking about the, the UIAAA conference that you all host in the spring and all the coaching clinics that go on. Um, we just are constantly learning and sharing ideas. And yet we don't do such a good job. You know, we're not that great at it when we transition that over to the, the academic side. So, um, you know, I, I know I'm speaking to the choir and, and, uh, coaches and ADs that are listening. I mean, I know that's what you're about, but, you know, center yourself on relationships and continue uh, to learn and develop your skills. And, you know, uh, you, you never work a day, right? When you take that approach um, and you, you build these relationships, they're forever. I mean, I still to this day call coaches or people that that you know I have that association with and I can just run by and what do you think about this how would you handle this and you know it, it's what it's what makes us such a close-knit community you know in, in athletics and uh, that uh, to me is you know it, it, it's forever and it, it's just great to be part of that and you know so those are the two things I'd focus on well said Rick what questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, uh, my favorite NFL teams, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, uh, okay. And why? Well, the well, Raiders, I, even when they were in LA and in Oakland? Well, no. And it's kind of, it's an interesting story. You know, I, I grew up as a Dan Marino uh, fan. I, I, back in the eighties, I, I loved watching the Miami dolphins and their air raid offense and coach Shula. Uh, and then I kind of, switched over and kind of became a, a San Diego Chargers uh, fan for a while. And I never really had a home, you know, uh, with, uh, with, with the NFL or professional football. And then when the Raiders um, moved to Las Vegas, uh, I settled in as, okay, that's my home team. That's only a few hours away from home. Uh, I'm, I'm all about, you know, having a home team and being local. So I'm, I'm all in. So I've been to one Raiders game so far. 
at Allegiant Stadium. It's amazing and look forward to go to, you know, going to many more. That's excellent. Well, that wraps it up for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Once again, our host this week has been Dr. Rick Robbins, superintendent of the Canyon School District. Thanks for being on, Rick. All right. Thanks, Hutch. Good luck to everybody. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. 